Welcome to a new edition of the Famous Interviews with Joe Domino. On this episode, we talk with certified transformational love coach, Melissa Finley. These days, she specializes in helping people write their own book of love. With over 13 years of experience as an ICURM, she made a transformative career shift to empower individuals on their journey towards finding and nurturing love. She helps women to intentionally date so that they can stop wasting time and find a love that feels right. Through her heart-centered coaching practice, Melissa empowers her clients to begin on on a personalized journey to transform their love lives. She creates a safe and supportive space for individuals to overcome obstacles, explore their desires, and build fulfilling relationships. Enjoy this interview. But it's great to meet you. And before we get into your life and your coaching and your passion, I want to know, how did you survive the last three and a half years? How did you get through the pandemic and how did it change you? Ooh, that's like a good question. Um <laughs> You survive the way you survive, right? One foot in front of the other. Um, I think that's what made me survive during the pandemic as an ICU nurse. Uh, it was quite rough. Uh, we were a community together, which is thankful because, of course, in your own, in the, you know, they like they say they compare us to being um, in the trenches, which I really do feel is much death. I've, I was an ICU nurse for 13 years. And in those three years of COVID, I saw more death than I ever saw the other 10 years combined. Wow. Mm -hmm. So, and that's like, I had to get out. Like, I definitely still say like, I have PTSD from it. Like, it's still just like clenches up on me. Definitely had to have some therapy through that. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's yeah. wild. I mean, yeah, if you talk about all of the aspects of our society that had to deal with it up front, I mean, and I read stories and I had to stop reading it because it was just too much. And it was one of those things where it's like, People were saying that the masks were imprinted on their face because they worked for so long. And there was just so many stories that went into having to deal with that over and over again. And I think the thing that gets me the most out of it is, is there had to be a level of those that were preventable. And that probably from a humanistic standpoint had to be the hardest thing to see. Absolutely. Absolutely. There's like, I think like, um, especially in our end, just like the reuse of things. Like we had a reuse mask for days on end and I will never forget I overheard these girls coming up from like the lab they're like well we just found out we haven't been cleaning them right the last few weeks and I'm like I can't yeah can't listen with this yeah wow so let's get into what's going on today I'm going to put you into a, a room of third graders and it's career day and one of the kids says what do you do for a living how do you answer them Ooh, I help women find love easier. That'd be okay. the best way I could put that. Okay. So how did you make that transition from nursing to helping women find love? How did all that happen? You know, I just like, I still wanted to help people, right? I just wanted to find it in a different light. So I did some research and then I decided, oh, let's try coaching. Like, let's see. So I went into some schooling and got certified and I love it. And of course, with coaching, you have to figure out where your passion lies. And within the pandemic, I actually found my love story. So that helps nearly like closer to the end. But still, yeah. I found my love story. And I, you know, I, I do love love. Like, it's amazing. I think it's a fundamental human need. Yeah. So with that, it's like, why not make it easier for other women to find what I have? Which yeah. is great. Perfect for me. I know everybody's love story is a little bit different. But I want to help women find that love story without wasting time. Yeah. So how did this journey begin for you? Take me back to where you were born and raised, how you got into nursing and how this evolved into love coaching. 
Okay, so born and raised in Montana on a ranch. Okay. There's that. (laughs) (laughs) And then I, um, you know, I I went through college and I was trying to figure out my life and I decided nursing. I do love science based and I love helping people. And I think that was like a win-win. And I hit up nursing and got into ICU. I loved it. Pandemic ruined me (laughs) in the nursing world. And that's where I like had to like flip the switch and figure out what I'm going to do. What can I do that still helps people, but without sacrificing myself? Because that's really what it started feeling like a lot. There was no balance. From a statistical standpoint, did a lot of nurses leave the profession? Yes. Yes. I think they said, um, I think it was 40% with the pandemic have left the field. Wow. That's insane. If I stayed a smidge after the pandemic, I probably stayed another like eight months after. And that's like, now that's how they run, unfortunately, in the hospitals is we're always so short. Yeah. And I think like, that was like, I think the final point is like, we can't run like we did in COVID for the rest of time. Like, this is not okay. COVID was bad enough, but I can't run with these ratios of patients that we do. It's not what I, I came in to care for people appropriately. Yeah. You know, the thing that blows me away is that we are, you know, we're the United States of America. We obviously have all of these mighty things that are part of us, but even like the infant mortality rates low, there's all these weird stats. Other countries are doing better than we are. We always have to wait in a doctor's office. And every time a nurse or a doctor comes in, they look harried and kind of confused. And you're not going to get a lot of time because they're running to the next person. It's like the way we have all of this set up is so anterior to mental health, which is what will ward off a lot of potential problems. Yes, my God. It's like of all of the things that we do, it's like we just bumble through that. But it's interesting, too, with love. I I talk to a lot of relationship experts. All of these songs, all of these paintings, all of these books, all of these Hallmark movies are made about something that's universal. We all want love, but we all are so historically bad at it in the beginning. It's like we have to really fail we're like entrepreneurs of love. We have to fail to figure out what makes sense. Does that blow you away when you think about this process? Yes, 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 absolutely. <laughs> like there is such like, and I think also like there's that because there is like rom-com influences on the way we should mm-hmm. see love too, which when it comes down to realistically, right? Who, I, as much as I love my husband and I love our love story, whose life is a rom-com? Yeah, right. <laughs> Right. But we live by like a lot of these rules that come off these movies and all these. It just like blows my mind away. But yes, we do start out bad because uh, <laughs> how do we learn about relationships? How do we learn about them? We bundle through them, right? Yeah. We listen to our friends, our parents, our aunt, the stranger down the street, anybody who, because everybody wants to put input on <laughs> your dating life or your relationship. Right. right. I mean, like, I mean, even sex education in schools, I mean, most people have to go off on their own. And then these kids these days have access to potentially anything and everything that can be traumatic in itself. So it's like all of these things, whether it's financial independence or being good in a relationship or essential essential ways of reproducing on this planet are never really taught in school. It's like, no wonder why we're so historically bumbling around looking for a flashlight in the dark. Like, (laughs) where are we supposed to find it? You know? So I'm telling you that calculus, you still using that? 
I I actually did not have to do that. I got away with not doing calculus or chemistry. I don't know how, but my karma came back around because I've had a swimming pool for the kids for the last 12 or 14 years. So you will never really be able to escape your shadow. It will find you. <laughs> it will catch up with you. So it's wild. Um, so is somebody that's had to garner a lot of strength being in nursing and 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 just living that life who's been a hero for you in your life who's been an inspiration who's been a hero in my life i feel like it's like a constant change right yeah um you know somebody i have to say like there's like almost like a mentor because she's in the coaching field and i've been following and i really feel like listening to her and listening to her voice one has helped me led into the direction of coaching, but it's also helped me be better. And that's actually Mel Robbins. I love Mel Robbins. I love what she's preached out there and put out there. And I think that's really, honestly, I actually sent an email to her and her team about just how much it's actually helped me in my life. So you may have just answered my next question, which is if you could meet anybody alive on the planet right now and spend time <laughs> with them, who would it be? If I could be with anybody or be anybody. Well, meet anybody and spend meet some time anybody. with Oh, them. Yeah, yeah. I would absolutely. Her or Tony Robbins. I think Tony yeah. Robbins is really amazing in this, like, world, too. Like, all this, like, growth. And they just have so much knowledge that I would absolutely love to spend. And you know what? It's probably I'm going to manifest that. That's going to yeah. happen one day. There you go. Life. See? <laughs> you know what's so weird? I remember growing up and seeing all the all the Tony Robbins commercials and all the things. It was kind of like Dianetics with L. Ron Hubbard. There was all this whole thing and you thought it would go away. And Tony Robbins just hasn't. He's always remained consistent. In fact, he's always he, it seems as though he's become more mainstream than anybody in the motivational realm. Like he's been in movies and everybody vouches for him cuz you always expect that there's going to be that like that magnanimous preacher that's going to do something and fall off the pulpit or they're just going to fade away, but he's always mm -hmm. remained relevant. He's always remained, you know, doing what he's always done, which, you know, for anybody out there that has any questions about him, that should be pa paramount to, to who he is. Yes. You know, yes. so I love that. I love it. Um, and that just like, you see, he just like keeps talking like coaching and like how, it's becoming more and more like it's always been there for the greats. The greats have always had some sort of coaching and just like yeah. all of his, I don't know. I just like, I do enjoy listening to him and watching his stuff also. It's my, my looker up, what I look up to. <laughs> yeah. Well, and it's amazing how many coaches are out there now. Like I don't remember there being as many levels and layers, but I've asked people about it and they're like, well, just think about an athlete. What athlete doesn't have a coach, you know, any, <laughs> any of them, they have to have that. So why wouldn't you have that for your personal life? You know, so it, it makes total sense, you know, um, even like even the greats, they called it mentoring at one point in time, but now they're calling yeah. it more of the coaching and it's just something that's helping people move along to become the best you you want to be. Yeah, I heard someone say the, uh, the saying, you can't see the label when you're inside the peanut butter jar. And maybe that's the idea of coaching is that we get so, cl so close to our lives and who we are. It's like with love. They always say it's always right in front of you. You know, so, I mean, it's like, I know we have myriads of avenues of meeting, but there, there is a truism to the idea that it's somehow, some way it's right in front of you. There's that. And, and there's the story we tell ourselves, right? There's always yeah. the story we tell ourselves, whatever it looks like or how it looks like. But sometimes we forget that we are telling ourselves a story that's not necessarily true. Yeah. Yeah. Because that can change. 
Yeah. Like, I think a lot of like dating, like we have so many limited beliefs, like nobody understands me. I'm never going to find the one or like, this has to, this is so hard. Like there's just stories we want to tell and it doesn't have to be that way. No, no, it certainly doesn't. So what is the motivation for you? Every day you get up, you have this life that you live, these motivations to help women find love. What is the ultimate motivator for you every day? Besides love? Well, I, I guess that <laughs> it's a Venn diagram. It all, it all comes together. That's what I think. I truly, truly believe women men everybody i feel like it's as i said a fundamental human need and i feel like i love that i can help and it's a different help right because i love helping people i was a nurse for so many years wanted to help people even then the scene and the impacts that love have on like couples you know like the couple that have been married for 50 years and holding hands on the deathbed just like yeah. or family members just like people who are there in love like love is just amazing and i do think that we all get to have whatever your partner looks like hand in hand having somebody do this adventure of life yeah. yeah what's the one thing that's the common thread when you have a potential client that you have to help them overcome to get to a place where they can find love is there a common thread a silver lining i feel like there's um to help them find that they need to get over. Like there's a couple, one is being vulnerable. I think that's really hard for people, especially if they've been hurt in the past mm -hmm. and that's hard to get over and get into, but that's a very necessity part of your foundation for finding and having love that. And I do believe self um, limiting beliefs are a big thing. And then my third one I'd have to say would be boundaries, especially for us women. We have a really hard place of putting good, healthy boundaries out for our relationships. And of course, communication. I mean, I guess there's yeah. a few things. <laughs> yeah, right. No, I know. Yeah, but I but I, I would imagine there was some very chief ones up front. So um, I keep thinking about that song, Who Wrote the Book of Love? So you're obviously writing a book of love for a lot of people. And there's success stories that go into that. What's one of your favorite ones? Ooh, one of my favorite success stories. I, I just love how enlightening it. Well, I do. Like, there's like a lot. But I remember this uh, girl. She... Um, she's so cute she wanted to be with somebody but she like this is like like one of the things that she did she was an extrovert mm -hmm. no she's sorry introvert pretending to be an extrovert because that's what she thought was wanted and then it yeah. just wasn't working out with these men because they were like but well, i thought you wanted to do a b c and d and she's like yeah but it's too much it's too much but then um she just like embraced her introverted self this was just so cute and because her favorite thing was to sit in the backyard and look at her bird bath, read her book in the morning, and just, like, have that time. Yeah. Well, she found a guy who loves to sit by his fireplace in the evening and read his book. And they're, like, they love being at home. It's yeah. such a great time. And it just makes me super, super happy. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. So let me ask you this. If you could, you had a dream tonight and you ran into your, the version of you, say senior in high school, and you could give that version of you a piece of advice based on the life you've led, the wisdom you've gained, the things you've overcome. What advice would you give your young self? Uh, I think the biggest thing I would tell myself considering life I've had is to listen to your gut. Yeah. It's some, like, I feel like relationship situations and all that, I feel if I've listened to my gut more, one, I wouldn't have been in a few relationships I was in. Two, I probably would have done some things in my life. Like, just like, if my gut says no, like, we have the best intuition 
in ourselves that we like to ignore. Yeah. So do you miss nursing at all? Do you, I mean, you obviously had a long run. Do you ever think, man, I'd like to get back into it. Or are you okay? I'm okay. Because I, I talk to my friends that are still in the nursing community yeah. and I'm like, Oof, that still just sounds awful. I like, so as an ICU, well, any nursing, there's a lot of science, but I also remind me with brain and habits and all this, there's also a lot of science. There's also chemicals, especially with love, you know? And so I get to still use my science-based practices in yeah. a sense and coaching. So now. Yeah, you're good. I'm good. Okay. I did. I had. I had a great time. I enjoyed my. I joined. I enjoyed the ten years of ICU nursing. You know, there's a the three last three years that I can walk out. But <laughs> yeah. Well, I think that's what everybody went through, and and it's and it's the same thing with love. I think everybody reevaluated where they're at, who they are, what they want, what they need to get rid of, and how they can lead a better life. And I think that's just a part of the process. And I think that. Sometimes I feel like when I'm walking around now, I feel like I'm in that HBO series left behind where there was all, you know, whenever like the day of the rapture, it's like there's a level of all of us that have gone through a lot of things. Like we all like this wasn't just one continent. This wasn't just a couple of countries. This was the entire world and everything that we did was affected. Everything, you know, Absolutely. so we we've all seen some things. <laughs> we, sure. Yes, we all have seen some things. We've all lost some people to some extent or lost yeah. some part of our life that changed. But, but definitely, I feel like it gave us a lot of time to, as you said, like to reflect inward. And I think it's actually like, it's kind of nice because I do teach like with this um, for my coaching, intentional dating. And I think that's like another thing is like people are now dating more intentionally because yeah. they know what they, or that's what they want to do because no more games. Yeah. That's right. And I would imagine it would make that bond stronger. There would be something about that, the laws of attraction that would be changed because of what we've gone through and what we're living in right now, you know, yes. so better alignment, a better, better alignment of what, who and where you want to be. Yeah, for sure. I was like this. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So let me ask you this, Melissa. Everyone has a perception of you, family, friends, clients, colleagues, but you run the show. What's your perception of you? Who do you think you are? What's the perception of me? I'm a great cheerleader. I have that perception. I love cheering people on on their successes. And I love to be supportive. I like to see that of myself. Let's see what other perceptions do I have. Outgoing, loving, and kind. That's definitely another thing that way I see myself. Yeah. Curious. Yeah. Curiosity. Right on. Perfect. <laughs> so if anyone wants to hire you, Learn more about you. Anything about your world, where do they go? Where's the best place? So I do have my website, um, infinitelylovecoach.com. And I am on um, Instagram as infinitelylovecoach. And I do do a 45-minute free evaluation call to see if it's all a great fit and do that stuff. And then we can go from there. Yeah. yeah. Wonderful. Melissa, I'm so glad that you've imparted your story. This has been wonderful. Best of luck with everything. Keep writing the book Thank of love. You. Thank you so much. I appreciate it. Thanks for tuning in to another famous interview with Joe Domino, where we cover the world of art, literature, business, spirituality, music, and more from around the globe. Our esteemed theme music was composed and produced by the great E.E. E. Pointer of Kansas City's River Cow Orchestra. If you want to hear more interviews, visit the Famous Interviews with Joe Domino channel on YouTube. You can also find us on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. Thanks again for listening, and until next time. <laughs>